0: Hello, you are listening to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode number thirty-one of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. We were away last week, but we are back. Hello, I'm Mike. I'm Al. I'm Anton, and.
1: It's great to be back. We had so much news.
0: Well, this is the thing. I went away and then everything happened. We had Gamescom, we had uh, Indie uh, Direct, and then we had about a million announcements. It's been probably the busiest two weeks of Switch news and we weren't here for it. But that's the way. Uh, crumbles.
2: we weren't here, but you were the one that still let me know about it
0: from Spain. That's true. I was still, I was still looking up uh, a fair bit while I was away. Um, but uh, first of all, before we do get started, we'll talk about what we've been playing. And uh, let me recommend Madrid. By the way, it's a lovely place. It's very nice. Did a lot of walking. Ooh. Played a little bit of Switch. Do you want to know what I was playing? Because remember, do you remember before I left in the last episode, I was talking about what, uh, what I was going to play, and I think I said. The one that you downloaded, the the nine one one responder, yeah, yeah, I didn't play that. But what I did play, <laughs> what I did play, was beat cop. Um, oh, very nice. Where you play a policeman uh, on the beat, and it's very funny, and uh, it's great. It's a really fun game. You can play it in short bursts because you can play a day and then put it down. So that was cool. And then, funnily enough, despite having about three or four games, in fact, I'm going to check on my Switch now uh, because I want to make sure that I get the... There, you can hear it clicking there. Um, so on on my games, the other ones I was going to play, I was going to play Oxen Free um and I was gonna play beat cop and I was gonna try and get those kind of done and in the end I played about five hours of Stein's gate <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> so uh, and I love it it's great it's a it's a visual novel but it's got a lot of animation in it um because the uh, the elite version on the switch does it's a classic everybody sort of says it's one of the best the, the storyline's great and the funny thing is they say that the first six hours are the slowest and after that it's when it sort of kicks off and I've really loved the first five. And, or six hours so I'm really excited about the rest of it so yeah recommend it very nice oh. very nice um, I'm not a, like a visual no- novel connoisseur I don't play visual novels that often so I'm, I'm intrigued as to where it'll go next and uh, while I was away believe this or not Anton I actually bought a Switch game oh really what did you pick up so I went into game in uh, in Madrid and you did why did you go into a game in Madrid because <laughs> I, there's something exciting about seeing what they have uh, compared to what we have and I bought a physical copy of the longest five minutes Oh, what's, what What does all that until I haven't heard of that game? It's an RPG that goes backwards. So it starts at the final boss and the protagonist doesn't know why because he's lost all his memories. And then there's flashbacks to that throughout the whole game. It's very well reviewed um, and it's kind of done in this uh, 16-bit style, but it's a it's gr- it's a really, it's a really solid 8 out of 10 type review game. And uh, I'd had my eye on it when it first came out. Physical copies are quite hard to come by in the UK. You're looking at about 25, 30 quid um, to get one off of eBay or, or the likes. And I picked it up for 16 euros. So at the moment, that's 17 pounds or whatever because of the <laughs> terrible exchange rate. But, you know, had it been 10 years ago, that would have been eight quid. But still a really good deal uh, at 16 pounds. And uh, I bought the physical of that. And it, the, the box is Spanish because it's a Spanish retailer. I was mm-hmm. hoping that it wasn't, you know, completely in Spanish, but no, no, it's, it's, it's in English. So um, I'm really tough with that. And... Then uh so, so so all that, plus then I downloaded the Dragon Quest demo, which we'll come to a little bit later on. So that's what I've been playing, and uh, very excited about getting through Steins Gate. Alistair, have you been playing anything this I week? have been playing, but not really anything particularly new.
2: I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart recently. Yes. Because, well, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart, yeah. Uh, and I've also been... <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee
0: that's alright yeah. you, you don't have to <laughs> it's feel actually
2: it's really good it's been it's been tickling my Pokemon um, uh, well, I don't know what you tickle a Pokemon bit but it's been doing that uh, it's been it's been pretty good you
0: tickling your ivories oh. yes
2: I was loaned it by somebody so I thought I really should play this and give it back to them and I'm thoroughly enjoying it I've only played it maybe I don't know an hour, two hours tops. I'm not very far in, okay. but it's it's nostalgic and nice, and I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. And I'm cool. not missing exactly. battling the Pokemon to catch them. I don't care. I just throw a ball. I catch it. I don't catch it, so and then no, go bat- you go back. You battle trainers. You battle trainers. But you don't battle wild Pokemon. Okay. Maybe it's okay. a good it's
0: a good starter Pokemon game. It does seem to be a good starter Pokemon. It moves faster because you're not constantly bogged down in battles with wild Pokemon. Because that's what puts mm. me off a lot of RPGs. And, and I know that's <laughs> the opposite of why people play RPGs, Anton. But a lot of the time I get a bit fed up when I'm constantly in battle because I love the story elements of RPGs and the discovery and all that side of it. And I don't mind the battling, but sometimes it's a bit much. It's um, a bit of a grind. It's a. there we are. There we are he said yeah. um, I find that you? interesting uh, now that you've gave that
1: one a go do you see yourself maybe giving shield or, Sword or Shield a go? I, I was always planning on it
2: and I'm ah. trying to convince my other half that she needs to go and buy a Switch and buy the other half of it so that we can have both and we can trade Pokemon and do all the good stuff
0: what about you Anton what have you been playing this week
1: um, I've I've been downloading more demos than playing this week I've downloaded the Dragon Quest one there's a new Monster Hunter demo and not Monster Hunter uh, Monster Monster Boy but I haven't actually had a chance to jump on oh Um, is the Monster Boy demo available is it yeah it's um, the Cursed something but um, I've been to give it a go because I love the Mega Drive games for that so that should be tons of fun so did I need, need to dive in more haven't been playing enough
0: Well, we're going to talk about Dragon Quest in just a moment. Just a reminder, though, before we jump in, that we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. It's NSUK Podcast on Twitter. We've actually had a couple of... Uh, Messages Because I put out a tweet the other day to say that we were going to be recording the the first podcast in a couple of weeks because obviously we were away last week. And I asked the question, was there anything that you wanted wanted us to talk about? So let me uh, just tell you, because we did have a reply. We had a couple of likes on that. One was just yes. (laughs) That was from Mick. I think he was just happy that we're doing the podcast again. And uh, we had another one which was asking us, I'm just trying to find the the tweet now. Here we are. From Richard Chisholm, he says, uh, I unlocked the Fire Emblem theme on Tetris 99 last night. Uh, I reckon if Nintendo made these themes unlockable as home screen themes for the Switch, they would get a lot more people signing up for Switch Online. What do you guys think? What do you think, Anton? Yeah, I, I think everybody loves
1: customization, you know? The more options we had to do that, like, it's kind of you just see every switch it's like oh do you have the black screen or the the white one and it's uh it would be great to customize it even if you just had colors would be nice like because i know like xbox and i think ps4 for the longest time just had colors then added the the background in slightly later Mm -hmm. so i would totally be on board for that how about yourself alistair oh you guys are big children just get over it it's great it's black and white it's good (sighs)
2: It, Just, you don't need colours. You don't need to personalise it. It's for playing games yes, on. Yes, you
0: Play do. your games. You do. You need to have the feeling that this is your Switch and no one it else. It is this my is, Switch. I paid good money for it. It's my is, Switch. This is why the Joy-Cons <laughs> and having all the different combinations of colours are great, but that's expensive. So I'm completely with Richard on Twitter that I think that if we have the option to have some themes, and it's available if you sign up to Switch uh, the online service, then I think that will encourage more people to do it, because customization is fantastic. I do agree with you in that it will encourage people to come. I just, you just don't care. I just think it's well, <laughs> done. You don't have to care. <laughs> Me, Anton and I definitely do care. Uh, and uh, just a reminder again, nsukp.co.uk, that's a website, if you want to email us. It's... it's podcast at
2: nsukp.co.uk.
0: We've had a few reviews as well on our Apple Podcasts, which is one of the many places you can download and listen to our podcast thank you so much for the five star reviews we're actually I think we're at 21 five star reviews we
2: are 21 the last one came in from Dixon 1875 and I don't think we gave them a shout out last time so cheers for that thank you and that was
0: a nice five star in depth review which was really encouraging and as for anyone that's listening for the first time or maybe hasn't listened much we do do this for free we don't get paid um, and we do it because we love the switch and love talking about it and if you enjoy the shows then leaving a review really does help us out because it just gets the word out there let's people know it's it's not a bad podcast. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. It does give us a warm fuzzy feeling inside. Right, let's move on to this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. So, first of all uh dragon quest the demo uh, echoes of an elusive age it's so so exciting that we have this demo and here's the great thing about the demo if you didn't know because this was one of the questions that people were asking what happens if you play it and then you want to go and buy the retail version uh do you get to continue well you do but not just that it's a 10-hour demo oh a really ten... wow that's incredible 10 it's hours crazy. Well, yeah, as far as I know, go go and Google that. (laughs) Make sure I'm not just saying it's 10 hours and it's not. Um, But no, uh, what's great about it is that you start at the beginning. So I've played about two and a half, maybe just two hours of it. And you start at the beginning of the demo. James, who's on the podcast sometimes, uh, he's about three or four hours in now to the demo. And it's the full game, but just for the first ten hours or so, because it's, it's a huge game, obviously. So when you jump in, Anton, that you've got that—that's one of the games that you've got downloading. You're hmm. going to be able to actually put in, you know, probably more time than I can play in a week on the Switch.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing with RPGs. Even if you like play 45 minutes, it's still like you're on like the fifteenth tutorial, and you still have no idea. But with that, I would just love to meet the person that's put in that full ten hours and is just like, yeah, I'm good not for me <laughs>
0: but, it's a lot of hours isn't it if you
1: didn't yeah. like it
2: yeah, well, you're, but... not gonna, you're not going to put in 10 hours are you really if you're not enjoying it you're not going to do 10 hours and go I'm not going to buy it
0: um, yeah. I thi- my, I'm guessing
2: my... it's going to leave on a, on a cliffhanger it's going to make you go I've got to buy this game
0: probably I mean at my insta- my initial thoughts on it are that it's it's great I mean it's exactly what I expected It's it's a slightly, it controls slightly differently to what I expected it's a bit more um, floaty feeling than I expected it's not as weighty it's, you'll see what I mean when you play it but um, the battles the battles seem good They're a little bit easy at the moment But I would expect that with an hour into an, a huge RPG and Thank goodness they are Because I'm terrible when it comes to tactics So that's that's a good thing um, It doesn't seem overly complicated for an RPG Which I think okay. is, is good But again, I'm an hour and a half in So I might not say that after the 10th hour Because I am not the best uh, anton have you had any dragon quest experiences? i
1: haven't had any dragon quest experiences but i'm really excited to give this a go because i know from personal experience all of the rpgs i've really gone into have been thanks to demos like lunar silver star story on the psp it's i feel like demos really do work for rpgs because there's so many like it's not purely gameplay focused you can't just watch the trailer and be like yeah that's great it's like so many different mechanics that build up the game incrementally, whether it be battles, trading, like conversations, and it's how they all come together. So having like a big meaty demo like this seems like a really good way to go.
0: Yeah, I think they've they've done this really well. They've been clever about it. By the way, it's absolutely gorgeous. The the art is fantastic. It looks brilliant on the Switch. Really happy with that um so yeah i think it's exactly the way they need to go if you want to get people in give them some hours free on the game and let them play it and if they like it they're going to buy it
2: so if you're somebody like me who hasn't played an rpg in i'm going to say 10 15 years a proper rpg Mm -hmm. is it a good way to get into it if it starts pretty simple and maybe builds up and gets complicated because that's what puts me off if you go into something like a final fantasy game yeah the franchise has been going so long they just assume everybody knows how to play the games and they i keep adding so much that it's too
0: daunting to try and go, I'm going to go into this. It's too no, much. I, I get the impression, because I'm not a huge RPG player either, but I get the impression from what I've played that if you play this and don't take a year break, which is what I often do with games, um, you'll probably be fine regardless of what your experience previously is because it doesn't feel like I don't need, feel like I need to know the background in the first hour and a half I know enough I know what the story is you know I've got the story I like the characters the English voice acting is brilliant because, because they all have this kind of like slightly um, uh, sort of countryish kind of accent of like oh, our nanny <laughs> you know that kind of thing, you know, and I can't do that very well. But the, the point being that it, it doesn't quite fit the, the, you know. So it's great. It's I love that, and and it's quite well voice acted. It reminds me a bit of. Um, I'm wondering if we say Last of the Summer of Wine. No, Xenoblade Chronicles too. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, but better. I think it's better, better voice acted than that. Um, but you can have it with Japanese um, voices if you want, and just have the subtitles, or just not have the subtitles and not have a clue what's going on if you want. I guess. <laughs> um, but no, really good. So you're gonna you're gonna be in for hours of. Death. Demo f- free fun, Anton.
1: Ah, I'm almost like daunted. I'm like, oh, I was just expecting like a 30 minutes running gun. This is like a, this is a full game almost on its bones.
0: 10 hours. I mean, it's a real, it is a real big demo and I was surprised they're giving us so much, but it makes absolute sense because if you play 10 hours, you're probably going to want to continue. Well, unless the full game is twelve. No, pool, I think it's I think closer to 100 rather than 12. I don't know for a fact. but um, And you did check it is 10 hours. It is 10 hours. Yeah, I did check, yes. Okay. All good. right, moving on then. We've got an interesting announcement of a game. We did have a quick look at some gameplay. This looks utterly hilarious. It's called Fight Crab, and it's been announced for the Switch, Anton. What is Fight Crab? Oh,
1: if you ever imagine just giving somebody like a 20-feet pole and then asking them to use it like a sword, and it's super tall, heavy, and you can't balance it... That's basically Fight Crab. You're playing a crab with random various weapons that are slightly too big for their bodies. The bounce and the physics is all over. It's almost like an Octodad fighting game. It looks nice. like tons of fun.
0: You had a look at it a moment ago,
2: Alistair, didn't you? I did have a look at it and I laughed a lot and I really want this game. It does look fun. <laughs> you're, you're basically, yeah, it's exactly Andrew said giant crabs fighting. Great. But very clumsily. Yeah, excellent. I, w- I want to
0: play it. Do we have a date yet, Anton? Uh,
1: I I don't think we've got any. I think we've just got a announcement trailer. Just okay. it's yep. coming, but uh, we're going to be keeping our eyes on this one because this looks like a really fun party game.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, you you see uh,
1: it and you know what you're getting.
0: Speaking of knowing what you're getting, Anton, have you ever lay awake at night and just wondered and thought about the world and thought, you know what, I really need in my life. I need a cross between a game that crosses between Tony Hawk's and Splatoon.
1: Um, no, I have never thought of such <laughs> things. What What title is this? I may ask.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is a bit of a curveball, but on the uh, the store at the moment, if you want to get a really cheap deal, Crayola Scoot is available for two pounds or thereabouts, down from twenty odd pounds on the store. And but yes, that that is the people that make crayons. Yes, <laughs> the, the crayon makers, Crayola, and the game is a cross between Tony Hawk and. Uh, Splatoon, yeah. yeah, You basically skateboard, you have to do tricks and you have to grind and all that kind of stuff and you spray paint paint to try and have more colour on the ground than other people. And when you do a trick, it sprays out more paint and things. And it's reasonably well-reviewed as well. I mean, it tends to get sort of a 75% type review seven and a half eight out of ten um but it's two quid or thereabouts so um and i think it was a full price title i think when it launched it was 39.99 on on all consoles uh, official rrp i mean i don't know if it ever sold for that but um check it out
1: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it was that much because i I think they even did a physical copy of it and i just kind of dismissed it like a cruella game like why does that exist (laughs) (laughs) but interesting i'll give it a gander
0: Yeah, it's two quid on the store. I don't know how long it's going to be on there. I bought it because it was two pounds. I mean, I did check the review to make sure it wasn't, you know, a one out of ten. But, um, you know, reasonably well-reviewed. Two pounds, can't really go wrong. Moving on, because we are going to fly through some of these news items today because we have news, gossip, we've got the indies, we're going to talk about that, and we've got the quiz. So we're going to fly through them. Next up, I think... Uh, that both Alistair and Anton are going to be excited about this. FFC, there's been a filing leak for uh, wireless Super Nintendo controllers. Now, this is probably slightly more gossip, um, actually, but it's it's in my list at the top here, so I'm going to mention it anyway. Um, <laughs> Super Nintendo controllers, wireless, are we in? Uh, if it, if it leads to what it sounds like it might be leading to, I'm very excited. You're thinking SNES. <laughs> i think thinking SNES online. Do you know what? I was thinking Super Blood Hockey. Yes. With wireless NES controllers. That That would would be be cool. That would be lovely.
2: That would be a nice experience. Oh, yeah. Anton, what about you?
1: Oh, uh, God. What what Super Nintendo games would I want? I'm just... There's so many. uh, Being like a Genesis person, or Mega Drive rather, there's just so many Super Nintendo games I haven't had the pleasure of playing yet, and being able to play them on Switch would be so much fun
2: you know what I want to go back and play I want to go back and play Sim City on, this, on the uh, SNES oh wow I mean it was a terrible game for the SNES it should never have been on a SNES but I had it and I loved it <laughs> Yeah,
0: well games like that at that time were so oh, unique they as were well. Bomberman back on the SNES well that was a good title on the SNES yes there. Uh, well it looks like they are coming we were going to mention this in Gossip but I've, I've inadvertently mentioned it a bit early but that's okay because it's exciting and we don't mind things that are exciting next up a game that might excite you it's Bubble Bobble 4 Friends and it's been announced exclusively for the Switch which is always nice we're getting an exclusive game it's coming out 19th of November have either of you played Bubble Bobble Alistair have you played it? I used to have it on my
2: NES the happy little dinosaur dragons whatever they were they're coming back
1: Yeah. yay Oh, excited
0: about this. Does it excite you, Anton?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I had the the 3DS one, and I just. It was when the 3DS just launched, and there was no games at launch, if you just recall. I remember mm-hmm. just playing it exclusively so much, and everybody was like, oh, you've got that, that new 3DS. Do you, what, what what games do you have? I'm just like, can you believe it? It's bubble bubble, but 3D. The future is here. <laughs> but now I can play it on the Switch, so we're, we're moving forward. Very exciting and- stuff. I've
0: we're we're moving forward, but backwards because it's not going to be 3D, which is really funny. You know, it's like if you think about it. You know, back then that was the that was the future. Now the future is non 3D, which is unless you go for VR, <laughs> bubble bubble VR on the Switch. Oh, that sounds crazy. No, like melt my brain. Yeah, I think I think let's stick with the 2D. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. Plus four player co-op, bring it on. Uh, okay, so next up, Streets of Rage 4. Now Streets of Rage classic title. We are officially getting Streets of Rage 4 on the Switch. Do you remember we played that night? We ha- we played through a, a beat-em-up type... Yeah, what was it rage. called? I can't
2: remember what it's called. You ba- had it. Uh, it's battle, on switch, isn't
0: it? Justice, battling, just battle, rage, just... Uh,
2: <sighs> all those words mashed together in one. It Raging was great justice.
0: fun. Raging Justice, that's one. Yeah, 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 it was good fun. I enjoyed that. Well, this could be a similar experience, and it's a classic uh, franchise. Are we, Anton, going to get that classic Streets of Rage gameplay once again?
1: Oh, it's, it's an interesting one, because... Um... Unlike Sonic Mania or other kind of classic revivals, this one seems to be, uh, kind of, they've handed out the rights to an indie studio that wanted to make a Streets of Rage game. Um, mm-hmm. It looks really interesting. It's not going for an 8-bit style, but it's not going for a modern style. It's kind of like a 2.5D, like, art style. Okay. Uh, like, kind of drawn art. It's a, it's a very interesting one uh, where it's kind of half remake, half kind of Sonic Mania going on the old side, like with old animations, old sound effects and movements. It's a it's a title I'm very skeptical of. I could see it coming out and being like the retro revival that we all love, but at the same time, I could yeah. see it underwhelming people, which would be a bit worrying, but we'll have to well, see. I, I'm on the fence, personally.
0: Yeah, that's my worry about it, is that there's going to be hype because people are going to want a Streets of Rage title because it's a classic and it's... it's um it's that nostalgia factor as well. But let's see, it is officially coming to the Switch and that is uh, good news. Anything that's coming to the Switch that is a solid title is always good news. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Next up, we've got a new game coming from the team behind Surgeon Simulator, which was a a game that I remember at the time, Surgeon Simulator, when that came out, thinking that looks kind of fun. Never bought it. I think if it'd been in the sale at the right time. Uh, Anyway, they've got a new game coming. It's called The Bradwell Conspiracy, which sounds completely different to Surgeon Simulator. It's a first person narratively focused puzzle game. Uh, Anton, what do you think?
1: Yeah, it looks tons of fun. Uh, well, not tons of fun, but just tons of interesting. So you're kind of basically in this company called Bradwell Electronic or Bradwell Electronics I believe, uh, and it seems like they're doing some shady stuff and you're kind of trapped within it and you've got some like secret technology that kind of puzzles through it. So it kind of seems to have that kind of uh, almost like Bioshock cell where the story just happens in front of you. With an element of like portal puzzle making it could be really good the the team behind it bossa i believe they're called bossa studios they they've only done one real big game and that was obviously surgeon simulator but it's been a while from since that game so it looks like they've put all their eggs in one basket they've put a lot of time into this game so it could be could be promising it's a uh, definitely one to keep your eye on Excellent.
2: Yeah, the team behind it—they really are sort of a a who's who of games design. I mean, there's people who've been working on Fable, Batman. I'm looking at this here. They were in Tomb Raider. They did Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. We've had people in various Assassin's Creeds, and most excitingly, do you know who's narrating at the beginning? Who? Jonathan Wass. Is it? Well, is yes, they? yes, Who special thanks to Jonathan Woss for being the narrator. So it's
0: going to be the Bwad welcome. So the welcome is Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, OK, next up, uh, The Little Nightmare 2 has been announced and it looks like it's a cute horror game from, is it Tarsier Studios? Um, they've described it as a suspense adventure. Uh, Little Nightmare 2, Anton...
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting one Have any of you seen the original? It got really raving reviews when it came yeah, out Yeah,
0: I, I remember this But didn't ever play it I, I rem- It's nice art, nice art style As far as I remember In fact, I'm going to go and look at the picture now But tell us a bit more about it, Anton Yeah,
1: I, I'm not 100% familiar with it But it's it looks like a very interesting title It kind of has your, your classic like Almost like Outlast Full-on horror Like it's not holding back but the character designs are a little bit less morbid and gross and disgusting. It's it's very interesting. Um, it's you know the first one kind of seemed like a just a little wee title, but it seems like they've got um, the company behind it has a lot of faith in it. So I'm curious to give maybe give this one a go. It's been a while since I've played a horror game. Um, yeah, it has promised, but we'll have to wait and see. If you've played the original, uh, definitely let us know know uh, on Twitter, because we'd be curious to kind of know if it's uh, something we should be checking out.
0: Yeah, I remember the logo. I've just checked the logo, and I remember the logo being... Um, it's a very distinct logo as well. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what that's all about. Uh Alistair, any any interest from yourself? Uh a really interesting art style. I'm loving the style of the art. Yeah. But I think I might get a bit freaked out. Yeah, you do you don't like the scary you <laughs> I don't games. do the I, scary. I've got a game that you might like though, Alistair. It's Grid Autosport and it's coming to Switch in September. Grid Autosport. Yeah. Does that sound like something that you might much buy, more
2: Yeah Grid is a great game. I have played Grid on various consoles in the past. Is it on mobile as well grid? Uh, no, I've never played on Playstation
0: and uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah it's yeah. it's very, very, very good. And if it's half as good on the Switch, I'll be a happy chap Um, Anton, are we going to get a good uh, motor racing game from this?
1: Yeah, I think we will Um, Grids Autosport was um, quite a return to form compared to Grid 2 Because the original was fantastic They kind of wavered with the second one Then Autosport was a true return to form Which, sadly, I think it came out in 2014 on the PS3 and Xbox 360 So it never really had a chance Yet it was pushing those consoles very far and was very impressive uh, and i think considering they did a, a fairly good mobile port of this game a couple years back and um, they, they should have the optimization to have it really done and ready to go on switch Um i'm very excited uh one thing is is i know some car fans can be a little bit uh particular about having cars that are up to date so i don't know if they've made any amendments to it but uh i think gameplay wise it should be a fun title i'm kind of intrigued to give it a go myself it's been a while since i played a a racing sim on the go Maybe even never <laughs> That'll be fun
0: Excellent Well we know What we're getting with Great auto, or Well at least we think We know what we're getting With Great Autosport Based on the the previous titles So um, yeah I think you'll You might be pleasantly surprised Alistair Or, or at least I'll have something to race. I'll be happy. happy. Yeah, something that isn't a cart. I'll be happy. Uh, Next up, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, uh, Tokyo 2020. This I love and might just push me into the realms of... I might get this now. Uh, It's going to offer 10 classic 2D-style events in a mode called Tokyo 1964. And that's because the Olympics were held, I think, in Tokyo 1964. But the 2D stuff, there's the... Um, there's if you've seen seen it on the the video, have you seen the videos I've of it? seen the video. Yeah, I've seen the video. It looks very good fun. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like yeah, good old yeah. fashioned Nez fun. Yes, I love old fashioned NES <laughs> Anton, fun Anton, are you? Does this swing oh, yeah. it for you?
1: It, it sounds dumb, but I think with the quality of the the last couple, when I saw this, I was like, oh wow, they it looks like they care this time. I'm actually intrigued now. They've kind of yeah. got my attention. They've put in like that extra five percent that's got me intrigued in the game, and now I'm like, oh, okay, they they seem to want to be helpful. Making something that the fans will love It looks really fun
0: Yeah I'm really happy they've done this And I know that you'd mentioned before We talked about this previously About previous titles in the series Where you thought that they maybe hadn't put the effort in That it deserved So yeah great If we're going to get this on top It maybe is an indication that they've really gone for it So a bit of good news Now next up Final Fantasy VIII Remastered Is going to launch on the 3rd of September So in about a week's time I know this will please a lot of people because 8 is many people's favourite Final Fantasy Alistair is it? I thought, I thought everybody likes Final Fantasy. Their favourite was always 7. Yeah, but then you get the naysayers who say, oh, no, 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 that's well overrated. Eight's the one you need to go for. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, to be fair, I never played nine eight.
0: Is 7 and 9 are probably the, 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 the most biggies. popular. Yeah, yeah. But 8 is one that I've heard many people say, oh, no, no, you've got to try 8. Hmm, well, I've played bits of 7. I've played 9. I have seen bits of 8, but I've never played it. Anton, have you played it?
1: Yeah, eight? it's a, it's an interesting one because I think there are a bunch of people who are like the people who don't really play Final Fantasy a lot. They're like, yeah, seven's the greatest game ever made. And then you have the people that have played every game in the franchise. They're like, it hey, did some refinement. So uh, if there wasn't enough RPGs on Switch, here's another one to eat up a hundred hours. Just plenty of them to spare.
0: I mean, I don't know what the combined playtime of all the Final Fantasy games alone would be on the Switch, let alone all the RPGs on the Switch. Because it's oh, that's just, insane. but it's great, and and you know, bring them on. It more choice, the better, really. So that is pretty much the end of our news section. So I think let's move on to some gossip and rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... Now, first off, Activision uh, have said that they want to bring more classic games to current consoles. What kind of games can we expect then, Anton?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one because when they, they came out and said this, I was like, oh my god, I've forgotten... Cause uh, they were obviously around since the the good Atari days. Oh, but,
0: way back, way 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 back. Uh,
1: I think it was the the success of the Crash and Spirals that's really brought on this uh, desire to re- like reboot and kind of get these games back in the mainstay. What would uh, the the kind of, first thing that popped to my head? What if they did like a Crash Team Insane uh, like Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, but with the the PS2 era games or similar to Spiral? The kind of did the the later franchise games. Because was...
0: there's a lot of them. I mean, there yeah. was a, there was heaps of games in that PS2 era for both characters, and then it kind of sort of slowly drifted away, but um, it would make sense. And then, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You remember they had that Activision Arcade Classics on, on all, all the old, I think it was the PlayStation 1 it was released? Yeah, I, I think it got
2: really badly panned. Well,
0: it? I think they did games like Rampage and things like that back in the day, perhaps, I maybe got that wrong. But there were a couple of classic old 8-bit games, so I could see them doing those quite easily on the Switch, it makes Sense as long as the price is right. I definitely think you're on something though with the PS2 era Activision games. Uh, also, what do you think?
2: Hey, give me Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Oh, were they
0: that? Were they... Yeah, I'd be happy mm-hmm. with that. Oh, yeah. I love those games. They were good. They were good back then. They got rubbish, but yeah, they were good. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was the soundtrack to the was it the first Tony Hawk's game? Oh yeah. When it had, um, <laughs> did they not have like um, have things ch- like? Green Day and Yeah there was Green Day and there
2: was um, what was it called um, Ace of Spades Psalm 41 Yeah all Psalm the good four- stuff yeah, yeah great My childhood out. My um, grown up adulthood still technically I still yeah. listen to all that stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: well, that's very true. I've been in your car, so uh, so that's that's good news. Again, we're, we're delighted if if you know developers and uh, want to bring more games and publishers want to bring more games to the to the Switch, then great. What are you going to say on? Did
2: Activision not do something like
0: Rock Band or something? Is
1: that not that? Yeah, yeah, they did Rock Band, Guitar Hero. Uh, no, Rock Band was EA, and then. Uh, Guitar Hero and Band Hero and DJ Hero was all Activision, I believe. Do
0: you you remember we had that DS uh, Guitar Hero game with the buttons, um, the the finger buttons? Um, That wasn't a bad little title. I wonder, I, I do think that we are in a bit of an era where everyone's forgotten about the joys of rock band and Guitar Hero and playing as a band and having, you know, those nights. And I wonder if the Switch is the console that could revive it.
2: Well, I mean, it's all about sitting around your living room. Yeah, bringing local stuff, That's and those games was.
0: were perfect for that. Labo could be right involved in that, you know, yeah, because a good shout. Yeah, because you know that you could that would be such a seller for me. Anton, what do you think? Oh, uh, as soon as you
1: brought in Labo, I'm just like, oh my god, we need a Wii Music too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just on the yeah. switch. Uh, yeah, but, it it could work.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think back because uh, they did they did Blurn Singularity on the, the Xbox 360 era, and then I think during the 2000s there were a lot of licensed games. Like I think they did the the Star Treks and the, the Spider-Man games for a bit so yeah they right. did Jump back. Yeah.
0: yeah i wonder how many of those they still got the the ip rights to yeah, i'm thinking probably mm-hmm. very few of them yeah but but i think the fact that they're, they're they're speaking like this and i think this is something we're going to talk about this with ea in a in a moment i think people are slowly starting to realize developers and and publishers are starting starting to realize that actually you know, the ones that haven't already got on board, they're going. Actually, we might be missing a trick here with with the Nintendo Switch, and a lot of that, I think, might stem from Witcher three. And I am going to talk about why in a minute, but we'll come on to that. Before that, Game Freak have applied for a new trademark for Little Town Hero. So this is the game Town. Uh, was it Town previously? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Looks gorgeous. It's the Pokemon team, and uh, it's going to be Little Town Hero. I am quite interested in this one. I got to say, I, I loved. I love the look of it when we saw those uh, initial demos of it. Um, Alistair, is it one that you might jump in on? The fact it's from Game Freak who did Pokemon obviously makes me
2: intrigued but probably not. Mm -hmm. Simply because it's got limited hours to game and there's other ones out there I want to play. Okay, Uh, Anton?
1: Yeah, um, they haven't shown enough of it to to grab my attention so far. Um, I think what they've shown of it is just being like hey, we're the Pokemon people and we're doing a new game. Uh, and somebody who hasn't lost their life to Pokemon quite yet. Uh, that That's not quite enough of a sale pitch, but it was very early days. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't have a title. And um, I think they were just declaring that they're working on more than Pokemon.
0: I think if they can keep going with where they started with the look of it, um, if they can stick to that, uh, you know, they, they might be onto something with it because it is... You know, it's got a nice look about it. They might have to they might have to give it give us something unique with it. I mean that's the problem. There are so many titles out there similar to this. And when you're competing with the likes of Dragon Quest and Xenoblade and all these other titles, it's it's not an easy sell.
2: Yeah, I mean you say it looks good. I'm actually thinking at the moment, unless you've got more development on it looks a bit basic. Do you think so? The kind of way i think pokemon yeah, sword yeah, and shield looks hmm. a bit basic. Well, I think it like does, some yeah. of the things that have been showcased recently and we know we're going to get into the direct world soon. Yeah. some of the stuff that was showcased in there looked absolutely stunning and mm. looks, makes this look like it should have been out I know, 5 years ago or something.
0: maybe but i, I think that is this, i don't know if it's a style thing or if that is just mm, no it doesn't a lack it of, doesn't
2: look like it's a deliberate style thing. it know, looks like so. it looks like when people used to make games and there wasn't the processing horsepower to make them the way you want them to look. <laughs> it just looks a bit like that.
0: Anton, what, what was your thoughts? Yeah,
1: it's a weird one because it has a look of like, you know when you have a Dynasty Warrior or similar to a Dragon Quest where it has a big massive open world so they kind of scale down the graphics well. However, from my understanding of this game, the whole game takes place in one town. um. So I, I think we need to... I would want to see more and kind of know the scale of the game because... It's looking a little bit kind of, as I think you're insinuating, Alistair, a bit empty almost so far.
0: I think that was the criticism of the Pokemon games as well, that yeah. they were looking a bit empty. And I think you you definitely have something there. And I, I I just... There's something about the art I really, really like of this game. And if they take it to the next level, then maybe that'll be enough to, you know, to, to persuade people to, to go out and spend their hard-earned money on it. Because... Yeah, I think you're right. I'm mean, we'll have a look at it there. It probably it looks probably like a port of an N64 game. And I wouldn't and go that um, far. It does. That's harsh. It does. Sorry, but it does. <laughs> I would tell you what if I had a game like that on the N64 and I'd never been off it, it, looked, it would look incredible. Right, I'm going to move. We're going to move on because we don't know enough about the game yet. But it is uh, interesting that they have got a title now. Now next up, Nintendo have uh, returned. What, what is this? I don't even understand this. I'm looking at this. <laughs> Nintendo returns to attack YouTubers with crosshairs on the music scene. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, so remember when uh, Nintendo were really keen on just copyrighting YouTubers? Uh huh. Well, they've gotten very keen and they've got back into it because they calmed down for a bit into attacking people who are doing musical remixes or renditions
0: or uh, covers of oh, okay. Nintendo music. Oh. That's a sad, that's sad thing. Sad. I can understand it. They're a business. They've got to protect their copyright.
2: <laughs> There's no point in protecting that copyright if that's not doing anything other than
0: spreading the word about it. It's and the benefiting is, them. The thing is, as a songwriter who sees people cover songs on YouTube all the time, of mine, uh, we won't get into this week's story. That's for another no, time. Nope. Um, but um, the I, I think it's fantastic when people, you know, as long as they're not absolutely ripping off by... Directly taking the original piece of music, which I can understand, where it's a bit of an issue, but if they're doing something creative with it, it's all it's doing well, is selling it. I mean, selling the brand.
2: I may be looking at this from a different point of view because I'm not a creative in the slightest. But if I was, if I had written music that was in a video game and somebody lifted it and put it onto, yeah, I don't know, either just they put it on YouTube for someone to listen to the music you're you never you can't go and buy that music. So in what ways are hurting someone if well, it's just flattery going this is a great bit of music you can listen to it. It's pure flattery and nobody's making
0: well the the argument I guess is whether or not it is available. Like I I've had a song in video games that was lifted a million times on YouTube but it's for sale. And that then presents the problem because people can go and listen to it for free rather than sign up to Spotify or whatever. Yeah, maybe. but
2: where can you go to download music from? I don't know Mario Tennis. Yeah, like that. I know, I know,
0: I know. It is a different argument, but it's it it is. Um, I can understand it from a copyright point of view. So it's a very it's a difficult situation, and I get it. I think yeah. Nintendo. This is the problem, though. Nintendo is such a big force that these people are not trying to do it to rip off Nintendo. They're trying to do it because they love Nintendo Yeah, and they want to do something They're creative. They're highlighting what is wonderful about Nintendo. So it's not a rip-off. This is not somebody trying to rip them of their earnings because, let's face it, that that you'd have to be very rich to do that. So I, I'm a bit torn on this. As a creative person, I get it, but I also get it as a creative person from the other point of view.
2: <laughs> I just think, yeah. as someone who goes on, actually actively goes on to YouTube and listens to sort of the music from The Legend of Zelda sometimes because I just like the music from the Legend of Zelda, yeah. I have... I I I hate the idea that Nintendo takes that down because they think someone's ripping them off. Yeah, but I just oh, it annoys me. What do you think, yeah. Anton?
1: Oh, I, I think it's it's quite, especially on the remix side of things. Um, I think it's kind of atrocious that they're able to abuse the kind of um kind of copyright holder prior like first sight of it and just take down remixes because that's straightly against fair use and borderline illegal in that regard. But yeah. on the other side, in terms of just going up and listening to the music of uh, Mario Tennis or Wii Sport Resort, it, kind of, it really does raise the question of, I think, uh, video game uh, developers and even to a degree, music produce, uh, movie producers need to kind of really look at how they distribute these parts of their, their text. like. I know Capcom and Square Enix have both just got into having their entire back catalogue of music being available on Spotify. And I think uh, Nintendo should kind of start looking into it. And who yeah. knows, yeah. maybe why they're taking down everything. <laughs> maybe they are planning to start selling it.
0: Yeah, I think that that is a valid point. I think if they, And that's what I was kind of getting at. Is when it's for sale, when it's a product that people can purchase, then I understand why there's an issue with directly using it um, without... It being paid for. There are systems in place in the likes of YouTube for Nintendo to actually get money, but it but not if it's not already a for sale product. If you see what I mean. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a minefield. Um, it's a shame that Nintendo are being quite so heavy-handed in it. Maybe Maybe there's a different way to approach it. I don't know what that is yet, but um, it'll be interesting. I think you're onto something with that, though, Anton, they might well be looking at They might well be, it. but I would say
2: they're then doing it the wrong way around. Yeah. Put your music, and then once it's there and people can legally get it, then ask people politely yeah. to take it down.
1: Sam, people were so excited to have a lot of this back catalogue of music just on the Switch and to have that MP3 mode, remember, where you could do on oh, yeah. the Switch screen? And I'm kind of hoping that... The excitement around that has maybe prompted people for to uh, Nintendo to kind of maybe look into this as an option because it's kind of incredible. Like, uh, I think I recently picked up the Sonic Mania soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, and while it's like in shipping, I was like, I want to give this a listening. Went on Apple Music. I'm like, oh, there's not a single ounce of official Sonic music. I have to go online YouTube and. Not give them my money. <laughs> well, it's, um, there, there,
0: yeah. there is, I mean, very, very briefly, there are issues in that in itself in the 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 actual rates at which um, you know Spotify pays songwriters and creators is so so low and so poor that you know songwriters are getting such a low percentage that I can understand yeah. why things aren't on Spotify but to be able to go and buy it on Apple Music then you are still getting the sales that's the same as selling it as a vinyl or as a CD in terms of Nintendo doesn't they don't care particularly about the writers and the creators they're, they they care about the product that they're selling so yeah I think you, there should be more um, and it's, it's maybe a trick that they're missing you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah we'll come back to this because it'll be interesting to see where it goes next and if it gets if it develops any more, and if it causes friction between creatives and corporate companies, because that's that's what's happening, isn't it? Really?
2: I'm kind of. I mean, this is a
0: total digression,
2: but I actually wonder how much of the music that's in games is actually uh, got an Verticom's creative behind it, and how much is just an employee has written it for the company. So the creative is uh, owned by Nintendo.
0: Yeah, mo- mostly most of the time, a games company will have employed a sound composer slash producer slash engineer or a team who will be paid a salary yeah so yeah so they, nintendo they will, has the ip so they have the ip they'll, they'll still have to be credited as the writer so they'll be due royalties as a writer because you can't sell you cannot sell something that you've created you can't once something if you're a writer signed up to prs as soon as you create it and it's out there prs own the copyright of it automatically because you are you are the creator. You can't give that away. You can't say, "Oh, I don't didn't create that," because you did. But Nintendo can own it. They can own the copyright of the sound recording. They can sell it. They can manipulate. It. They can do all that. That's common, like record labels do. So, um,
2: so whoever wrote the Zelda theme still gets credits from. Uh, I don't know the about the one, royalties.
0: I don't know about the royalty situation, but he yeah. will still always be credited as the writer. It won't be like by Nintendo. It'll be by. Whoever it was that wrote it. Well, I never. I've learned something new yeah. today. Because interesting, that, that's a creative thing. You know, it's that is his creative work. It's like an artist. You can't say here's here's a Picasso painting, but actually now it's the art gallery. It's the royal, you know, whatever art gallery of whatever that's that created this. It's always Picasso's creation. Mm, you know, good analogy. I like it. Yeah, that's the best I can come up with. All right. right uh, okay, moving on. Uh, so uh, EA, well, here we are. So EA have spoken more. What have they said now? Right, well, basically what they said. So this is their studio's, uh, the chief studio officer. Now, I'll read the quote, and then I'm going to tell you what, What? You know, I'll read the quote first. Uh, they've said, We invested with FIFA. We had good success there. I love that we have such a great global reach and global presence on that platform, i.e. the Switch, with that game. We're absolutely looking at more Switch games in our portfolio, so more to come on that which is against what they said a week ago. But never mind. We're not going to announce anything as of yet, but it is absolutely a platform we're looking at for some of our more successful games. This is a backlash comment after the backlash they received a couple of weeks ago because the new FIFA is a stripped-down version of what everyone else is getting and EA basically said, um, we don't care about the Switch. Essentially, is what they said. Or that was what the quote was... Given out as taken to mean by the internet. But there yeah. is one EA game that I absolutely think should be on the Switch and I'm shocked is not on it. Anyone know what it is?
1: The The Sense?
0: No, but yes, but no. Actually, yeah, that is the obvious one, isn't it? It's not that, but yes, you I would agree. I don't know, go for it. Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare.
1: <laughs> Completely agree. It's a perfect it Switch fun, game. That one, it's, yeah,
0: it's a great fun game. It's one of the few online games that I really would play and play and play. That's a shooter, rather than like that, like a Rocket League. Um, and it's just such a great title. And it's, it's it's it was made for the Switch before the Switch was a, a thing.
1: Yeah, it's like almost like a sp- like anybody who played Splatoon. I feel like would totally enjoy uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. Yeah. Um, I'm just like having a wee skim through the now of just uh, the EA back catalogue, and there's so many games in here that would just make a, such a good port. Even like, was look it... at the success of Fortnite on
0: the Switch. Well, Dead Space got things. Dead Space was Dead Space EA. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, it's it was a great title, and again, that's another one that they could.
2: Am I might Think EA got the uh, IP for uh, Command and Conquer. I think I, that they with, do, with yeah. Them. And actually, that on a touchscreen
1: would work quite well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're doing that with the the sequel, aren't they? Uh, it's full mobile, so they could I win back some people there by porting it to the Switch, maybe.
0: I <laughs> think that they had to say something because it was it was getting to the point of negativity with EA and the Switch that people were really turning against them. And what they don't want is those people who own a Switch and a PS4 to go. Well, I'm not buying uh, any EA products because I don't like the way that they're they're dealing with this one of the things I think sorry I, only lost, I was going to well,
2: say. I was going to say what, they've not said anything there specifically and I wouldn't expect them to but they've not said anything specifically saying we're going to bring the game as it is on the other consoles to the Switch they're not going to say they're not going to do a paired back versions of all their games
0: no I wouldn't have expected them to necessarily say that outright in that little statement, well, but... One of the things I think that's happened in the last couple of weeks that might have prompted this is the success of how good The Witcher 3 has been received um, from its early plays that people have had a, now had a chance to actually play it. And there was a lot of concern, Anton, about The Witcher and how it was going to perform on the Switch and it was too big a game. And, and it, t- it turns out that it's performing brilliantly.
1: Yeah, I think... Sim- and as well as that, I think... Now that we're getting Outer World coming, we've got Doom uh, Eternal right around the corner looking exceptional. I think the rest of the industry starting to get... Like, they can't just keep on using this. It can't run.
0: Because yes. they have
1: these big games doing it. It's um, it's just... It's seeming clear that they're either too nervous to risk porting uh, to less powerful hardware, or uh, they just have a different vision of the platform it's a it's a real it's a real shame and um, a thing to note with ea is they do make their games ex- on their exclusive game engine um yeah. it's all running off the frostbite engine which is known to be quite heavy
0: mm-hmm. so
1: i wonder if they're just not wanting to invest in porting the engine itself and not don't actually have any kind of grievances towards uh, the platform at all.
0: Yeah uh, I mean it is, uh, that could be a potential stumbling block but I think I think it's It's like biting it's biting the bullet a bit And going you know what we're going to have to either create some, Something that isn't as heavy and as intensive And then that is what we use for Switch ports Or they come out and say Actually no we, we, we can be honest about it And say no actually we're not going to So I think the fact they've said this now They're kind of backing themselves into a corner Where they're going to have to follow through with something And that might actually lead to much more EA games Because if they have got this issue with um, Frostbite Then perhaps they are going to have to, to Create something that works And then when it's there they're going to use it
2: yeah, I mean it, it's very interesting. We'll see where they go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be nice to get a few more of their games on the platform. There's a lot of good EA games. Yeah. I know. I
0: know EA get a get a. Well, they're a they're of maybe
2: stick. not the greatest games coming out there in terms of the way they go about business and no.
0: the way they treat their staff. But they're glossing not. over that, also, <laughs> they got good games. Madden. I really want a, I really want an American decent. I in a mutant league football, but uh, football league. But I want a Madden game as well. So uh, and a hockey game. And yeah, I want EA to. Play give us some decent games anyway um, we're going to move on because there's a lot to talk about very quickly there's a petition that started begging nintendo to allow backup game saves in animal crossing new horizon this has been an ongoing thing i'm glad there's a petition of course we should have uh backup game saves that makes absolute sense i won't talk about that right now because we're really so much still to talk about and we've got the quiz so we're going to move on and talk about uh the indie world direct type announcement this week at gamescom was it a, it was at gamescom wasn't it it was last week wasn't it it was last yeah. Tuesday
1: was it last week Gosh. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Been a fast it week. was just after we would have done the episode last week so I that's think it was right like Monday Tuesday or something
0: so uh Anton we're not going to go through every single game because there's a lot out there but what caught your eye what games did you think you know what that's one I'm interested in or what did you oh. think that's horrible
1: uh in terms of games I was familiar with um super hot if you've never played it fantastic game i i played the original tech demo for it when it was like just like a proof of concept i think it was a student project i played the when it came to xbox pc the vr game excellent game it's basically like the matrix where you can dodge individual bullets because time only moves when you move it's Ah.
0: it's out now isn't
1: it Yeah, it came out, uh, they just dropped the trailer and it was out that day. Um, It was quite funny because it got leaked because they released an update for the game before they announced the game, which is quite humorous. Oh, that's funny. Um, But absolutely exceptional game. I, I, I wouldn't recommend watching a trailer, I would just watch some gameplay of it to understand how the mechanic works, and then I think you'll be absolutely hooked to it. Is.
0: Well, that, it's funny because I watched the trailer and and went, meh, I'm not sure about that. And, and I think you've made me now want to go and have a go of it. It's
1: um, Yeah, it's generally, somebody will shoot you with a shotgun and you can dodge each of the individual shrapnels and like throw a gun at somebody, grab their gun as they let go of it as it flies through the air. It's it's ridiculous. It's tons of fun. Uh, but in terms of new games, that Europa game looks very interesting. What do, did you guys have any thoughts on the kind of, Gravity Defying kind of, game where it had like the Eiffel Tower
0: and stuff? Yeah, it kinda of passed me by a bit to be honest. I mean I, I saw it when well, we we watched I watched it at the time while I was in Spain. And I also watched it um just today as well. And it's not what it's funny how sometimes games just totally don't grab you for whatever what, reason. Was that the
2: one where you had the, the little guy with the big head who kept changing colour? Yeah, color? yeah oh, it, it did look amazing, yes, actually. Yes. If nothing it's, else, it blew my mind the visuals in it. Mm-hmm. It just looked gorgeous. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: But yeah, those are those are the, the two games. Um, definitely super hot. But I've I've bought it two times and completed <laughs> it like four or five. So I I can't justify it again. But if I had only bought it once, I would have bought it again.
0: Okay. So. Okay. Good good choice as well because you're right that you're now now I remember exactly the Europa one that you were talking about. It did look insanely good graphic-wise. Alistair, what, wa- what were your thoughts?
2: Well, I had three, but since we've covered Europa already, I'm going to drop that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the look of Eastward. Eastward uh, was uh, mm, the yeah. RPG thing coming out. Looks like Earthbound. 2020. Yeah, yeah, it looked very interesting. I'm intrigued by that. But the one I'm more interested in was The Tourist. That mm. was the, the little kind of um, blocky Minecraft-type style thing. It looked kind of cute, kind of interesting... I like the style of it, the fact the fact you walk around town, and walk into an arcade, and play games. That just made me made me quite happy.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, well, there's a couple on my list as well. One that I wasn't on my list, but now I've realised that Panic Button are porting it. Um, Touchlight Two looks interesting. The Dungeon Crawler, just because Panic Button are involved, and I think as soon as I see Panic Button involved. I know it's going to be a quality port, so that's one to to check out. Uh, Hotline Miami collection. I love the GTA top-down era. I love Chinatown Wars. I just showed Alistair some Chinatown Wars gameplay footage for the first time. I think you'd never really. I had never. Seen it. Yeah, I
2: mean, I was aware the game existed. I didn't even know it was top-down. Didn't,
0: and the fact that it was on the DS <laughs> yeah, as well. It was impressive.
2: Is, very impressive. Uh,
0: and it's a great, it's a great title. Um, I haven't played the Hotline Miami. Games the the two of them but I love the fact the collections there a little bit on the pricey side for me at the moment I think I, I forget what the price was I looked at it and went oh I'll wait I'll maybe wait for a sale if that ever happens um, but that was probably that and then the other one was probably Eastward I thought that looked good um, well I'm glad I've
2: I've now watched that and uh, caught it direct I've watched it twice and I'm pleased because yeah. the first time round. I came away from it going, yeah, wasn't anything there. And that, Inter- I think I a lot interested. of people have said that. Yeah, but on rewatching, yeah, I, I, I took a lot more away out of it, thinking, actually, yes, I really want to go and play them. And, I mean, there were a few others in there that were... They've piqued my interest. Freedom Finger, that was the... Oh, of, yeah. The, 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 it was... The game didn't look fun. Well, oh, no, looks, that's not true. The game just not my kind of game. It looked comedic. <laughs> it looked very, very comedic. I liked the music, I liked the comedy, and I just can't be bothered with a side-scrolling shooter. Um mm. Yeah (laughs) But there there were other ones in there Which I remembered being Thoroughly let down by During the first watch And the second watch again Things like Skater XL which yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to be too negative on it. it might be a lovely game, mm. but I just watched it and thought, that looks really boring. I think
0: Crayola Scoot might just do the job for you there. Yeah, I'm going to stick with um, Good. good o- Ori and the Blind Forest, we'll have to have a shout for the definitive edition of that because it's, it's an ex- Xbox exclusive and making its way to the Switch, which we are now seeing more and more of. So that's great. Um, we kind of knew that was going to happen, but all confirmed um, as well. So, yeah, I, I think it was a good mix in, in the end. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the most... Wow, I didn't expect that coming, but there were some decent titles in there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm in the similar position to Alistair. I, I found it kind of like there were some good games in there. I was very excited by uh obviously Superhot, Ori, um, Europa looked pretty good, um, Eastward was great. But there are some titles in there. I'm like, why why is this here? Like we had <laughs> uh Skate XL looked a little bit rough around the edges. We yeah. had Freedom Fighters which yeah, I think it would be good. I think looking at some of the other indie games we got announced in this window, like we had that uh, Little Nightmare Streets of Rage 4, which is technically an indie. Yeah. We had um the, the Bradwell Conspiracy, and there's just some titles in here. I'm like,
0: hmm, interesting inclusion. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's good to know that the Switch is continuing because... To, to have so many titles come into it. Because one, one thing that absolutely blows my mind is that I sometimes go, if you go on YouTube, you can find videos of games on the Switch that you didn't think you wanted to play or whatever, you know, these terrible videos. And some of them are great and some of them are terrible. But without fail, everyone I watch... And I think I know most games on the Switch because I, I do scroll through the store quite a lot. I know that's a sad thing to do, but it's... it's um it, You know, it, I like to see what's out there. We don't judge. Well, I, you know, I'm judging myself. But the point <laughs> being on it that I, can, I always come away with, I never knew that was a Switch game or I never knew we had mm. that game. So it's great. And what, we got like over two and a bit thousand games now?
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, the, the one for me is going through like... Videos like that, and going for the e shopping, you're like, Oh, yeah, I remember that was announced like seven, like two years ago. but yeah. it's playable now, and it's on sale for
0: two pounds. Of I course, I know, why? I know, and oh. it's uh, the sale, the sale, I have to say, the sale's constant at the moment. There's some decent uh, yeah. Jackbox games number four is on sale right now for 11.99. You're kidding me. No, is that the one you got?
2: No, I got two, you, I got, got, three. you got three, I got two, so we can go buy four
0: now. Yeah, so awesome. we can get four. So, so, there we are. In fact, we should organize a games now, anyway. Uh, that is the indie world style. Uh, it's a bit brief because we try we're trying and fit it in around about an hour we're slightly over but we expected that after a week's break so that's fine um so anyway I think we should move on and do this week's quiz I have so many
2: questions
0: anton are you quiz host today I am and thank I goodness have
1: for that <laughs> an exciting week to this week uh, we've just got a little bit of everything this should be fun no specials no gimmicks and let's just get started. Okay. I'm sure you'll all pick up the rules. It's fairly simple. If you
0: don't, listen to last week's episode.
1: It just and then go back to the one before that. Just constantly go back and to <laughs> Yes, all of them. Let's do them. that. Definitely. All right then. Let's awesome. uh, let's do the quiz. All righty. This first game was originally written for the ZX Spectrum by Matthew Smith and released by Bug Bite in 1983.
2: Oh, my brain is struggling to remember that far back.
0: When I was Writ, one written. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was written for the Spectrum, released in eighty three. Is it? Is it? Gauntlet. Sadly, no. Okay,
1: the the game was ported to all of the kind of popular classic computers: your BBCs, your Amstrads, your Commodores, everything you can think of. It sees you in several, I believe, twenty four different uh, caverns. Well your oxygen is running out. Um
2: I'm just going to stay quiet because I feel like I should... I feel like there's something we should know. Probably, I clearly don't know I probably
0: it. had it. Uh, in fact, I'm sure I will have had it. So your oxygen is running out 24 different... Did you say caverns or taverns? <laughs> <laughs> caverns. <laughs> not, not the beer drinking places. No, not at all. 24 caverns. Is it... Uh, so, so if it's 1983, it was the 48k People are spectrum.
2: screaming at us right now because they will all
0: know well, this except us. It's the 48k spectrum era it would have started. Was it horoscopes Skiing? Sadly, no. <laughs> you, it's a classic title. You play
1: as a character known as Minor. Minor? Manic well, Minor.
0: Manic Minor? Correct. Yes. Well done. Oh, goodness me. Um, the Horoscope Skiing is a great title on the spectrum, um, by the way. Just just it out there. But anyway, Manic Minor. Yeah, that makes sense Manic Minor.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. That for the second game, we jump ahead a decade, and to, with this game, you play as a character with disembodied limbs. And this game was released originally for the Atari Jaguar, but were later ported to the PlayStation 1, um, Sega Saturn, and um, MS DOS. Uh, what's his
0: name? Tojama uh-uh.
1: um, 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 oh, no, I know exactly I'm, I'm who it Ray is. Rayman. Oh, yes. Yes. It is a tie.
0: <laughs> I knew it was Rayman <laughs> I was sitting here going "Oh!" as soon as I said Tojo and Earl I was like oh no it's it's Rayman I could
2: see him in my head I just couldn't break, the name wouldn't yeah, come I did yeah, eventually yeah. I
0: never really played actually I played Rayman more recently than I did the first time around it was just one that I don't think I
2: like, had it at the beginning, beginning I had it on the Playstation 4 I still you? have it on the Playstation 4 somewhere but have
0: I haven't great got the Playstation on the Switch as well it's, it's, it's one yeah. that's recommended yeah. so, um,
1: anyway 1-1 yeah. uh, one, one. Yeah, they haven't, they've not never done a bad Rayman game except the ones that I'm not thinking about at this moment because <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll be proven wrong if I except, say that except the bad ones uh, alrighty this game was also featured in the indie game The Movie which I mentioned in a previous quiz, the game was developed by Prolytron Corporation and developed by one developer at the beginning of indie games on the Xbox Live arcade era
0: um, Splosion Man.
1: Sadly, not the answer.
2: Nah, I have no idea. Something like Towerfall.
1: This is a two, 2.5D count game where, rather, it's more 2D in its graphics style. However, you can move and contort the world in a three dimensional manner.
0: Um. Is it. Uh. Oh, oh, what's the name of that game? I don't know, I'm drawing you, a complete blank. Do you know when you've got, eight, uh, you've got one in your head and you, you, you yeah, can't one think? Yeah, it won't come, yeah. Yeah, it's that one. And I think, if I'm right, you could actually, I'll, I'm going to say, because I can't remember the title name, Did, Portal. Sadly, no. Okay, well, that... Because that, that, yeah. that was not really 2.5D, was it? No, but... It, it was first person 3D-ish. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I, do, I don't know. Carry on.
1: All right, hey so Quick this game... game was released on Xbox 360, Windows, Linux, Mac OS X, PS3, PS4, PS Vita and iOS. The interesting gimmick about the game is that you are a 2D person in a 3D world. And through this you can move around the world in many ways other characters could not. The game was developed by Phil Fish and had a cancelled sequel as the developer swore off making games ever again due to... Public backlash
0: It's funny, I just can't get in my head what this is And I know it's something that It's not even ringing a bell with me, I just don't know what it is Is it, um, oh, oh There's a title I can think of um, Should we just sit here and Google it together And both say the name together and have a tie <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, have you got any more clues for us, Anton? I know everyone else is going to know do, this, do it Do what it sounds just, like The, the <laughs> no, main do character
1: it. Is most commonly known and recognisable Due to the red hat That he wears on his hat
0: head <laughs> uh red hat on his head um oh, I, I know everyone's screaming at us right now but i just can't i can't think what it is I, I, is it um that is it oh. <laughs> see if this is a
2: game i know i'm going to shoot myself because i'm just going the basis that this is a blank in my knowledge and i don't no, know I, it. if i, I do know it, i'm going to be I, really angry i'm
0: sure i know this i'm not even i'm definitely going to know this uh this is oh, so annoying red
2: put us out of our misery anton Because Mike's going to sit here for the next 10 minutes rubbing his forehead trying to figure out what it is in this terrible (laughs) podcast listening.
1: The title of the game is Fez.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Okay. Okay. I think... Oh, God, I had that game. Did you? I'm sure I downloaded a demo. It was on PS Plus or something like that. I never
0: had... I don't think... I I had PS Plus, but I don't think I ever played Fez. Although I do know of it, and I know Mm. the Red Hat. Yes, it makes sense. All right, okay. Um, There we go. Well, I don't feel so bad. So that's a tie, then. So it's 1-1. I can give you
1: a tiebreaker if you'd like.
0: Yes, go on then. So how does this work? We just You just give us as many and then the first, first person to shout it out. Eh, sure, why not? Cool. All right, go for it.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. This game is a sequel to a long-running franchise created by Square Enix. The game was released on PS3, Xbox 360, and PC, and later got a definitive edition on Wii U. You play an ex-SWAP member, Adam Jensen. Uh, A security officer at Serif Industries, you have many augmentations to your human body to make you slightly beyond human. It's a third-person combat game with uh, the odd RPG element thrown in. The actual developer was Eidos Montreal, and then the franchise later got a sequel on Xbox 1 and PS4. I'm running out of clues
2: I genuinely don't know I don't know there's a few things that it could be but I've ruled them all out of my head yeah I was the same based on certain descriptions like oh it could be this could be I that I was going through a,
0: loads and loads uh, and, and there's a CERN type th- situation in Steins Gate right now which, are, which is all I can think of because as soon as you said that anyway um, I don't know I really can't think what it is and it's going to really annoy me because this is a game I've probably played I the don't... original
1: game in the franchise came out in 2000 right there was a sequel In 2003, by the title Invisible War, or subtitle rather. And later, a sequel in 2016 on PS4 and Xbox One. There were a couple spin off games, including novels and comic books, art books, and soundtracks. Wow,
2: so it's a big. This is huge. We're going to
1: be slapping ourselves in
0: the face. This is embarrassing, Alistair. Uh, This augmented human bit. 2000, what, what what console did it come out first in 2000? It came out originally on
1: PS3 and Xbox 360, and later was ported to PC, and no. then had a quote-unquote director's cut on Wii U.
0: Um, but but what was the what was the 2000 version? What did that come out on?
1: Oh, the 2000 version came out on Windows, and then later ported to the PlayStation 2.
0: Right. Okay. Um, I just genuinely don't know. I don't. I don't think. Oh, you got something? No, no. I, I, somebody, what, I actually no. want you to get this now. I don't care about no, losing. No, there was a
2: game jumped in my head, but no, it doesn't really fit the description. I was thinking, um, oh, you call it? Splinter- I was thinking Splinter Cell, but it's not Splinter Cell because he wasn't really augmented. It was just
0: augmented. I don't know. Um, do you know what we're going to have to give up? Yeah, we're going to
2: call this a draw. Yeah, what, uh, what is it?
0: It is Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Oh,
1: don't.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I played with a couple of Deus Ex games. Yeah, I, I known haven't that.
0: played it. So yeah, ah,
2: well, there we go. Well-reviewed games, though yeah I played. The, I think I played the original Deus Ex the very very first one Yeah. and then there was one
0: of them I played couldn't tell you which yeah, one yeah I probably played about you know half of one game I didn't get very far in no well it started so well we got those first two really quickly Manic, Manic Miner Rayman and then it was all downhill from there but a 1-1 one, one draw that's alright I can cope with that yeah I, I feel good about this it wasn't a loss no it was good and the games at the end weren't ones that I played so that's alright well yeah I can't say that about Deus Ex <laughs> <laughs> So, that, that is it. Well, for another week, we, we're going to finish this one on a draw. It's been a busy week. So we are slightly longer this week than normal, but that's, that's all right. It doesn't happen that often. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next week as normal. And in the meantime, you can get us on twitter we are NSUK Podcast. we're at the website which is nsukp.co.uk yeah we're on email which is
2: podcast at nsukp.co.uk and we would love for you to leave a very honest but hopefully
0: five star review on itunes or wherever else
2: you happen to get your podcast from
0: yes yes uh, and anton uh have you uh have you got any other things that you yeah, need to add um, before
1: just, we just not um, let's mix it up next week on the quiz if you have any games that you would like to give our contestants if you give me a direct message on twitter uh, and then we can throw it in we can do a, a community version of the the quiz um am yep. Anton winter's uh, underscore on Twitter and we can see what kind of creative games you've got because I'm slowly running out of games well I've what only we'll made do like what, of them
0: What it's... we can do then is we can tweet that from our uh, Nintendo switch podcast uh, twitter and that way people will know where to tweet it because don't tweet it to the nintendo switch uk podcast because i'll read it (laughs) and that will give you a slightly unfair advantage over me and i'll be like how on earth did i get that after one (laughs) second i'm a genius Uh, so that's it for this week we'll tweet that though and uh, until next week have a fantastic week and we will be back as normal next sunday until then goodbye cheerio